All right, welcome back to another episode of Classic Mix-Up on episode 16. It feels like we were just doing this. Doesn't it feel like we were just here? Dude, maybe it's like we just recorded an episode. We did just record an episode not too long ago, and we're back. Um, as you guys know, we bring you weekly weekly uploads. Or maybe you didn't know. If, if you didn't know, we do. Hey, uh, well, we should introduce ourselves. We're Classic yeah, Mix-Up. True. Um, I'm Riley, and that's Rosario, our yes. lovely co-host. And... Uh, <sighs> Here on this on this podcast, we talk about music and we do album reviews and we talk about general themes and music and all that Just kind of thing. So we upload, yeah, we lo- upload for you weekly, uh, usually at Friday on Fridays or the weekends. Yeah, and um, and yeah, so you know we're here to talk about music and I guess uh, if uh, last last week's episode was a little late, I think it was on a Saturday or Sunday. It got released. It, yeah, it should have came out on Saturday, but it's it's yeah. out now. So yeah, so it's out now. Episode fifteen's out. Uh, we did a little folk, little little folk episode. What what did uh, Abby call it? My girlfriend Abby was on the last episode, and she's kind of our connoisseur of. I, she called it like like uh, neo folk. Neo folk, that's which is accurate because they're they're modern albums, you know, but they are still that kind of traditional folk feeling. So if you're interested in that, we have that, you know, and if we have 15 at this point, 16 episodes, so oh, go listen to all of them. I'm sure everyone, I'm sure everyone can find at least something they're interested in. Yeah, we don't have a bad episode. I don't think. I think every episode I've like enjoyed. I think some. I think some are better than others, though. I have favorites, but oh yeah, dude. But like, yeah. So I would just, I would recommend the the care for me episode to anybody because I love care for me so much yeah. and I love that us talking about it. But I I really yeah. like our first episode. Shout out to me the too. first episode. I wish I wish the audio mixing was better in the first episode. For some reason, you were like super loud, but it's okay. We got it dialed in now. But I mean, I mean, that's fine. But, I we mean, figured it out. Now. We're coming along. I mean, we're still we're still rookies in this game here. Yeah, trying to grow yeah. the brand, but but yeah. Anyways, um, got two albums for you here today, as usual. Um, we've got, well, I guess a mixtape and a live album. So I guess we don't really have two traditional albums today. But um, we have uh, J. Cole's mixtape, Friday Night Lights, his 2010 project. And then we have Pearl Jam's Live on Two Legs, which is, I believe, one of their live shows from 1998. So yeah, we're gonna kind of uh, dive into those here in a second. But yeah, are you are you ready to get into it? Anything? Dude, I'm, anything I'm ready. I think or? we got two good. I think we got two good albums this week. I I really yeah, I'm excited. I I don't like I I don't I didn't know what to expect coming into this episode because it's pretty much our first episode where we have a short turnaround. So I wasn't you know like when you asked me when you wanted to record or like get ready for this episode, I was like, oh, let's do it same time, which we got pushed back a day when we usually record. But still, that's like four days of turnaround for us. That's nothing, you know. We usually give right. each other a week. A week, yeah. Still, yeah. still, still, with plenty of time to listen to the albums. But I, I, well, I will say, I typically try to do them, listen to them twice. Yeah, um, I, I usually listen once with like note taking, and once with just kind of trying to like if something jumps out at me, I'll maybe write it down. But I, I usually try to keep it pretty light on the note taking for one of the listens. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, I don't have a, a ton of structure for this one, but I definitely enjoyed both albums a lot, and I'm glad we we kind of picked these ones. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the the introduction, I guess. We're gonna yeah. we're so gonna you, get into. Want to do uh, you want to do J Cole first? Break it down a little bit for me. Yeah, I think so. And then yeah, start with that since that's yeah. I think fresher in our minds at least mm-hmm. at least mine. Um, 
So yeah, I got, yeah. So uh, starting with uh, J. Cole's um, 2010 mixtape, Friday Night Lights. So I picked Friday Night Lights because, well, if you didn't know, uh, I'm a huge J. Cole fan, and I'd say Riley is a pretty big one too. Yeah. And we just haven't gotten the chance to talk about him yet on here, so I thought you know it would make sense. If Which we... is funny because we've seen J. Cole together in concert. We've seen him live together, and he's one of the first artists I'd say we bonded over probably in in middle oh, yeah. school. I think KOD was out at the time, and we were both we were both fans. So. What, freshman year, yeah, freshman year. I think KOD came out, so yeah, uh, that's kind of one thing we share in common. But yeah, we haven't had a chance to talk about him yet, so uh, I kind of wanted to do that. And I picked Friday Night Lights because a lot of people consider it to be one of J Cole's best projects, and I figured that you might not have heard all of these songs, Mm-mm. so I thought it'd be fun I to kind of like get, get your first them. reactions and. Uh, and for me to get a chance to talk about one of my favorite artists. So, yeah, I, I guess uh, what was your first reaction to, to all these? Okay, so I, I first saw, because it's not streaming services, and I'm a streaming Correct. service guy, and right. you sent it over to me. Yeah. And um, and I was like, fuck, it's 20 songs long, dude. It's kind of long. It's, it's for, yeah. For, you, you're like the short album guy. So I'm expecting like a short mixtape. I've been known to, to have a short attendance. Our last, the last album that we did that was like a, um, a not on streaming services album was the EP. Oh, it was like twenty Lost. minutes long. Yeah, yeah, it was the, it was the uh, Neutral Milk Hotel. I forgot. Yeah, you were expecting to get this one over quick, and you're like, oh god. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh man, I didn't listen to it. You know, I mean, I, I, I guess I'll just you know put an hour aside today, and it was like, yeah, I, I could have warned you about that. I guess on, just like doing homework. I was like, like oh shit, almost two hours has gone by. But I I I surprisingly really loved this album, like Good. because it was like the songs that I remember when I was a little kid, like which is crazy to say because we still listen to J Cole like all the time. But I'm like, man, when I was a little kid, when um, what what uh, his first album is escaping. Uh, 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 the sideline story. Yes. Yeah. So that had you know can't get enough. Had some hits on it. Like, yeah. Uh, workout for me or whatever. Workout, of course. Workout. workout. I didn't so, even know workout was J. Cole. I mean, when we were in mean, 2011, God, what was I like eight or nine years old? Yeah. Um, was I, I, I mean, we heard, I heard workout every single day of my life. And then only like I'd say, like maybe five or six years ago, did I find out that it was uh, J. Cole, who was one of my favorite rappers? Like, I mean, I found out pretty quickly once I got into J. Cole because obviously it's one of his biggest songs, but. That was kind of a weird moment for me finding out that he had such a giant hit. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. It like and nobody's perfect. I think that's probably one of my favorite J. Cole songs. Mm. Nobody's perfect. We saw that one at the concert also, I believe, right? Yeah. That was insane. Which was a surprise, but it was, it was welcome like, for sure. Yeah. When we saw when we saw J. Cole in concert, um, off season had just come out. And I was still very new to yep. the album. Like I remember you all everybody that we went with refreshing me on the album as we were driving yeah we listened to it on the drive there because you were like i haven't heard this in a while and to be fair it was probably like we went what in october so it was a good yeah, it was like five months after i was gonna say it was a good five months the since the album dropped, dropped. Yeah. and i listened to it with like some random ass kid like in in like ap calculus class oh like, like your first listen you mean yeah and yeah. he like skipped you know you know the kid right no yeah, I think, I think I think yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I, that's what I was so thinking. He, was, he yeah. was like, dude, this shit's trash. This is dog water. This is fucking horrible. Yeah, all you had to say was he skipped songs halfway through for me to know who you were talking well, about. And listen, but like the thing was is like I had one AirPod in and he had the other. 
and you skip yeah. through it. And I was like, damn, man, I want to. That is not a good first listen experience at all because no, it's a great especially album. For that album, no, it's pretty, like I didn't listen to the second half of 95 South on the. It, yeah, it, you didn't it, even it get like the beat 95 South is like literally that little John like breakdown halfway through. Oh. Like, and then bitch, my pen, my pen in this paper is lethal. And then it's like, that Bitch, shit my is, pen is in the paper is lethal. I'm sending. Oh, oh man, so I might be rapping a lot to today. The album. We listened to the album before we walked into the the stadium. Yeah, and like it was so worth it because all you guys were like, "Riley, this is good shit." Like this, it's so good. Be- and well, and and here's the good thing about the offseason tour though is I think I want to say he played almost every track on that album, but he also mm-hmm. played, of course, his classic hits. So we had a blast. I'm glad. I'm glad he played because I think he played "Hunger on Hillside." Yeah, and that song was really good live, which it's not my favorite song on the album at all. But live, he knocked it out of the park. Yeah, that and um, another one that I, I really enjoyed live was the song that he ran out to, which was Punching the Clock. Oh, I do. I, I had never loved that. that I had, that's the beauty of like going to concerts and stuff like that is like I had never loved that song in my in my listening. But now, but I, now I have that memory of J. Cole running out onto the stage to it. It's like, ah, I love that song. Oh, and he had the live. Did he have the live band in the back too? I, I don't remember. He had a live band past the. Remember the big hoop, the basketball. Yeah, that on yeah, you're right. Because I remember him faking all of the. Yeah, he had a whole I think band for some songs, he had a band. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, and it's cool. Played, it was he cool. Played all of his hits too. Like, I think yeah. that was great. That's when I freaked out the most when he would play the hits because he played the. Dude, remember what he? Remember what he played? Um, God, what was it? Off of 2014 Forest Hills Drive, we went. Me and you went ballistic. It was um, Tale of Two Cities. Yeah, because he he because we didn't think he was gonna play, it. and then you were like, "Oh, I don't think." He's I didn't know what to expect, man. My fr- it was my and first jungle concert. I, I was like jumping double your height because I was holding on to you. Remember that? Yeah, I I thought we were gonna fall over the row in front of us. Well, because we were all we were all hyped. Like I remember yeah. all of us like jumping, yeah. There was like a group of like five or six of us. We were yeah. we were so hyped. We had oh, great dude. seats too because. We were kind of far back. We were like right in the middle. It's awesome. Perfect. Just enough. You know, he's just far away. You know, it was just like perfect enough. And yeah. Well, and then Boz came out. What a great concert. Wow. Dude, and uh, what's his name? Fucking the guy on My Life is All I Have. Oh, yeah. Moray. Moray. Moray yeah. was awesome. Yeah. The only the only disappointment of the night, I know you probably don't really care, but uh, 21 Savage was supposed to be there. And, yeah. And yeah. On us. I know. But but the, that verse, I think, on. um. What what song is he on on that? Album? He's on um he's on uh, my life and also yeah. obviously a lot which is yeah. one of my favorite songs by J Cole right and, a well, lot by in my life yeah great like I think like I what I liked about that concert and what I like about J Cole is he brings other people up around him that are directly right. connected to him they're not just like like I think I think all of Dreamville kind of does that. And like they I kind of have like frequent collaborators. Yeah, and they yeah. and they bring them on tour. Like J Cole's like I'm bringing Twenty One and uh, Moray. Yeah, and then because and had boss come out at some shows. Yeah, and then they're they're the openers. You know, they're not just right. and they're gonna. Come yeah, I mean, stuff. I'm I'm not a, like a huge Twenty One Savage fan, but it just would have been cool to see him, especially perform the songs with J Cole. But I mean, yeah, but it was got, an amazing night. Got a know? longer J, J Cole set because of that. Yeah, I think he might have. I think he might have played some extra songs. I'm yeah. not can't confirm, but it was a pretty long. I mean, it was definitely over an hour set. So oh, dude, was, yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Anyway, you want to get. Yeah, let's get into it. it. Yeah, let's. I, I'd love J. to hear your Cole. thoughts on on Friday Night Lights. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was classic J Cole. Is a lot of so. I I mean I, I think I I heard. I don't even think I heard I've ever heard any of these songs before. If I'm being honest, like I don't. Yeah, when I when I first listened to the album, I had only heard a couple, 
Um, I mean, like I've heard the, so I heard the, um, you know, the one where it, uh, it's the, the keys from Friday, uh, Friday night or flashing lights. Do you mean, um, devil in a new dress on this? Album. Vilmatic? I think it's Vilmatic. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, devil in a new dress. You mean? Devil in, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. God, so, no, no, no. Okay, so I know Vilmatic was Devil in a New Dress. I know that. But there's yeah. another song that sounds like The Flashing Lights. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I, I don't have it written down. Two let me I'm gonna I'm gonna go through it real quick. But yeah, like there's a song that sounds like the beginning of Flashing Lights, though. Some, but yeah. Some classic like Kanye produced beats are on right. this. Like, you know, like I feel like this album you'll always see on a like rap fan account on instagram exactly and like, oh do, do oh this is a uh who did it better the original or the the remake yeah and turns out these songs are the originals and it's like you know like on vilmatic came out before you know devil in a new dress right 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 and it's yeah. like these they came out like, in like around the same time which is yeah. interesting which is obviously why you know this album could ever make it to streaming just because I mean, well, he the, raps on a Kanye beat. He raps on a like a Tupac beat. He a little Erica like, Badu yeah. song, like a whole Erica Badu song. Oh, dude! Uh, my beautiful twisted fantasy and Friday Night Lights dropped almost on the same day. No way! That's cool. Beautiful dark twisted fantasy dropped ten days after Friday Night Lights, Ooh, from what I understand. That's that's cool. That is cool. I didn't know that. And it was the same year, obviously. Like, like, I don't know. That's that's crazy. But yeah. like. I guess what I loved about this album is the fact that like, it's so like in hindsight, you can listen to this album and, and listen to all the influences that went into it and what all these songs influenced and how the people on them changed. Because you can, you can hear a lot of songs that are pre like pre this album and pre um, sideline story, J mm -hmm. Cole, like the early stuff where you can tell he's still trying to just play cool. Like but find his way kind songs of songs later on the on the on the album are more like the J. Cole we know now, the more mm -hmm. 2014 and Forest Hills and like you know, um the new like the new age J. Cole, the more spiritual, the more like uh, woke yeah. J. Cole. And that's and that's what I love about J. Cole in general, is that he kind of his he has, it's a common theme in his music. Like I think immediately of the song Two Face off of this record. Mm. For he has like he always has to deal with this kind of balance of he, he raps about it a lot of like the recurring theme of the the conflict of being a young popular up and coming rich rapper and like all the things that come with that you know the materials the women the money the stuff like that and also kind of balancing that with the more spiritual emotional side of it to where you know you know like more stuff that's actually valuable to him like his childhood has come up his tribal trials and tribulations <laughs> like he kind of raps about both of those things and balances them in a way that in, in his whole discography is really unique and interesting, but especially on this, on this mixtape. So yeah, I'd say this is a, a really cool window kind of into where Cole was going with his career. Like, it's not like, like, I think for some artists, you might hear their really old music and be like, Oh, that doesn't sound like them at all. But I think for Cole, you know, even 13 years ago, he still has, he kind of was paving the way for where he was going to go. And he still has the qualities that make him great to this day in his music. Then I, I totally agree. Like, I, I really was, I mean, I think even the first few songs on the album were, like, underwhelming, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever, like, and and I was like, okay, this is going to be Yeah, you kind of got into it. 
But then I really listen to the lyrics. I'm like, oh, dude, no, this is J. Cole. Like, there's meaning in the lyrics. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's, it's like kind classic of classic ball. Like, there's a couple songs that are cornier than others, but like, 100%. Like I said, yeah. Like I said, it's like, I think in high, in retrospect and in hindsight, you can even listen to lyrics that J. Cole has since put out about this era, about how he was rapping to be cool. And right. it's gonna, it caught up with him. <clears throat> so, like, he, you know, actually saw a danger he actually got shot at he actually put you know was chilling with yeah, like he lived that life. when he tried to be something that he wasn't but then he also in this album talks about like going to college and like taking out loans to and i love i love that parts of the album too because obviously i mean we can relate to that i think when i first heard this mixtape also i want to say i was in late high school i was around like the beginning college age maybe you yeah. know the summer before so it, it definitely hit for me but I will, I will agree with you on the fact that some lyrics maybe have aged a little poorly. And, and people are always going to make fun of some of the stuff that Cole says. Uh, he's pretty pretty hated on the internet, like in some circles. But yeah. uh, what I see is like a young upcoming rapper just like trying to find his way and like find that balance between – I feel like he's trying to find a balance between like creative bars. Like he's obviously trying to be creative and, and witty with the bars – but mm -hmm. he's also trying to 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 have like authentic and real topics. So he's trying to he's trying to find his way balancing those. But for the most part, um, I I would say that um, for the most part, I'd say that he finds a good balance. And that one thing about Cole is that he has gone back with a gone back and forth a couple of different styles. But even like 13 years ago when this came out, he has that quality that makes him a legend today. And that is the ability to like touch your soul and be spiritual and emotional and like every bar just hits hard and is about something real. And it just, I don't know. It's what, what kind of makes him my favorite. One of my favorites uh, is just his ability to do that. And it definitely still shines through on this record, despite some lyrics, maybe being corny or some songs aging poorly. Yeah. I mean, but I guess like this, this album, like you could even listen to it and not know when it came out. I think. Right. Yeah. It's, it, it, well, I'll say, I'll say this. Some, Parts of it definitely sound a little outdated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, not in a bad – I mean, not in a bad it, – it's more like – I say this about a lot of older albums. is like it sounds old but not in a bad way. Like it maybe almost sounds nostalgic. You can tell it's old, but it's not I, – I said this about Midnight Marauders. I remember it. I, mm -hmm. I'm like, this sounds old. Like I can tell you right now it's just not pushing any musical boundaries for the time. But um, it still sounds good. You know, like you could still – it still holds up. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I think I think what really keeps it timeless is is the production. So it's a lot of the sampling, like the uh, "Devil in a New Dress." I think it yeah. was that one. That the yeah. one song "Vilmatic," um, which is a little, I think, a Nas a Nas homage, right? Because yeah, Vilmatic yeah, there is there is a yeah. He, I think J Cole's heroes kind of growing up were were Kanye and Nas, and he definitely pays yeah, well, not, and, both of them on here a lot. And, yeah, and I think uh, sampling definitely is inspired by Kanye, and I think right. the one Kanye song where it's uh, too oh, shit, dude, I can't think of it now. Um, to uh, looking for trouble, where it's like Kanye, Pusha T, um, Psy High, and Big, uh, Sean. Big Sean, yeah. yeah. That's Great like song. such a period piece, and it was so fun to listen to because listen to like Young Push, where before he got all of his confidence, you know, yeah, and like, like almost clips era, like, Young Big Sean, yeah, Big Sean, where he's like talking about random ass shit, and like before he was like super suave and like weird, yeah, like, he's Big Sean seemed kind of awkward in this era, like, 
Detroit 2 was good, but like this is like Big Sean, like you know, B.I.G. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, shout out Big Sean. I honestly prefer this era to bit of Big Sean almost. I yeah, me say. too. But okay, I, I think what he's doing now, Big Sean, is that like he is he's a curator, kind of like a West Side Gun. Oh, yeah, he's, he's curating like Detroit big, music. Yeah, he's curating cool. underground. He's, he's kind of an ambassador for the for the city, which is awesome. I mean, shout out Detroit, shout out Big Sean. Yeah, shout out to everybody there. Yeah, no, it, it is awesome. Like Cypher off of Detroit 2 was yeah, probably right. was a great the only song I ever really listened to off right, of that. Yeah, album. yeah. Because Needed some Baby of those Tron, bars, what? Needed Baby Tron. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm kidding. I don't know if he would have fit in or not. I'm sure he would have no, made it work. But he's not in Detroit. He's Ipsy. He's Ipsy. True. True. I mean, no one knows the difference except for us, but that's true. It's not Detroit. You no, know, like, I will say, I will say, uh, if you really go into the the modern kind of underground, the modern modern trap scene, uh, Detroit versus like Flint and Ipsy, like the versus like the the suburbs, if you will, they do have a different sound. Yeah, like, Detroit's a little more drill. Detroit's more acid wash, washed like beats. Where, acid. Yeah, like the right, where the outside is a little more like like what shitty boys are doing and like Rio the Young OG and like those guys. Yeah, they're doing a little more of a I don't know what the word is. I, I mean, I just call it like Detroit style, but it's they have their own thing going. Yeah, this dude, it's it's crazy because even like Big Sean was like Detroit. But then now Detroit means so much more. Well, I know? feel like Detroit didn't really have a, a, its own identity. I mean, it, it had its era with I mean, Eminem, I guess, but he was a pretty he wasn't really have, he was he he didn't really he have a Detroit sound. Twelve though weren't like I, I'd say I'd say. The old school Detroit sound is like Dilla, like Slum Village sound. Yes, but I'd say that when you say Detroit now, it means something totally different, which is cool. Which is cool. I mean, drill. Most of most of the rappers who are coming out right now with the drill stuff, I'll be honest, it's not my favorite genre. But I think it's cool that the city at least has well, you know, its own like, identity. Oh, what's uh, what's his fucking uh, what's his name, Mike? Mike? Yeah, yeah I don't. Not Mike. Not Mike. But no, the... it is. It is Mike. Yeah, Mike's not from Detroit though. Not Mike M I K E. The fucking f- what's his name though? He's no, not like Mike. He- the guy who sounds like Earl Sweatshirt. The guy Mike something from Detroit who makes like shitty ass music. I know who you're and, talking. Yeah, about. and he sounds like he smokes like only bat. He breathes bat. Yeah, like yeah. And cool. the Lions used one of his songs. They like ran out to one of his songs. Yeah, it's like it's, so it's like oh shit, the Lions won again. Yeah, I, I, yeah. But he's got the big wretch song. Big yeah. No, I know exactly what you were talking about. It's yeah, so I guess like the whole point of that is like, like you can tell that even though Big Sean, even in on the song, um, looking for trouble, like you can tell that Big Sean, even though he raps Detroit, even on this stuff, is like he, um, he was definitely inspired by like the the early Detroit or like Kanye or like the mid. It wasn't so Midwest. much Detroit; it was Midwest. Because yeah, I think, cool. like, at that point, Dilla was dead. And, like, you know, I think any Detroit assemblance there was kind of dying out because Sloan Village yeah. was kind of gone after Dilla died. Right. And, D, like like we mentioned, D12, as famous as they were, I don't think they really repped the city. I mean, they repped the city. But I'm saying I don't think they really represented the sound of the city. No. I mean, I think the individual guys did. But, like, Eminem, I don't – Eminem, like, well, Eminem got think- so big that he had kind of lost his, which is, I think, what's going to happen to Baby, is happening to Baby Trump, where he's getting so big that he's kind of forgetting his roots and kind of losing that that Detroit sound, and he's going for a little bit more of a pop, kind of like radio hits. Yeah, so. which, I mean, it's going to it's gonna happen, but, like, like do you really want it to happen? I think, like, some of the best artists, like, don't lose their sound, you know? You could say, like, yeah. 
I mean, anyone who can keep the same sound but continue to evolve it and refine it, that's like, I mean, to bring it all back, like J. Cole, you listen to Friday Night Lights, it still sounds like a J. Cole project. You know, like he hasn't changed, but he's a vision. He's refined he's it a, and evolved. He's and a unique artistic vision. Just the way he looks at bars, the way he does produces music. It's like, yeah, it sounds like he has a hand in it. He's always had yeah. a hand in it. It, 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 it is so awesome to hear Cole over some of these samples and these beats. Like, I mean, it's obvious why it can't be on streaming, like between. We mentioned Erica Badu, uh, Janelle Monet, which is yeah. um, "Don't You Know," right? Which is by Erica my Badu. favorite Erica Badu song, right? Um, Tupac, um, mm. uh, and obviously Kanye on "Devil in a New Dress" are on the Vilmatic off of Friday Night Lights. So, but uh, they're awesome beats, and I'm glad the mixtape is still preserved through the beauty of of local files. I was actually I was laughing on if you remember one of the tracks, yeah. I, I won't be able to remember which one it was, but uh, one of the tracks, J-, J. Cole says, um, it's like, you won't buy my album for $10. You're acting like it's 10 G's. You can get this shit for two number threes. And that's kind of funny. Like people used to have to buy individual albums. Like yeah, we've just come so far. I don't know. Case. And now we're listening to this pirated off the internet through local files. Like it's yeah. just, we've come a long way. Well, I think that's the beauty of like even being able to do a podcast like this. Like I, I, I think so much like, about how I've learned about life experiences that I could never understand through music. Like the reason why, like even the profession that I'm going into through school is like Mm -hmm. a lot because of like learning life experiences through music and stuff like that. Like I could never experience like the shit that J Cole raps about or the shit that like anybody raps about, but like, I love to, I would love to understand like, that's like the whole is like, you know, I'd love to try to understand the best that I can, you know, to understand everybody. Yeah. So it's kind I mean, of cool. And the closest we can get to that, I feel like, at least in terms of, of music, is like we have this huge streaming library at our fingertips and we can listen to not only listen to these artists, we can also listen to their influences and their influences, influences. And just like there's a huge web of like music knowledge and history that is exactly really interesting to explore. So, yeah, one thing I've actually been, been doing lately is going to some, I don't know if Spotify has anything like this, but on Apple Music. Uh, a lot of artists have an influenced by playlist mm. and it'll be like 30 or 50 songs that I guess the artists might've said that influenced them. And I think it's cool because usually they're so far removed from the artist's sound, but you can see they pulled all these different things, all these little different pieces of knowledge and like crafted their own unique sound. And it's really, it's really beautiful. Like, I think Claro, for example, has like mad villainy in hers and it's like, wow, I don't know. Like it's amazing I'm that inspired her. But... Oh, I can literally, I think of it. I can think of it right now. Like, you think of the beat structure of like of more beer. Yeah. And you think think of like the beat structure of like sling. Yeah, I I, I, I she clip so Clara said um like Madlib is a huge inspiration to her and like Madlib is a goat, which is awesome because I agree Madlib is a goat. I fucking yeah, love that. Man. I mean Madlib use the thing with that though is, is in, it's interesting. It's like because Madlib uses like a, a pretty like complex beat structure right but like it's it's a simple like it's simple like to be able to build bars off of and i think that's what clara does too is like it's a, it's a cool sound she's really unique sound and complex sound but it's simple it's like you can trace her beats i agree to a simple like four like four times you know yeah interesting how we always get talking about clara but that's my fault Right here, here, Claire, come on the, come on the, pod. come on the pod, Claire, if you're listening, Claire, 
quick, uh, just a quick little interview. You know, we'll talk sling. We'll yeah, talk whatever you want to talk minutes. about. Yeah, I, we could get a lot done in 15 minutes, man. Listen, Anyways. man, you, you, we could get two hours easy out of her just asking questions. I, I you know, I, I would love to ask her about what about Mad Lib inspires her because I love Clara and I love Mad Lib. And so that I would yeah, love dude. to go into that more, but yeah. Anyways, yeah. Back um, to production. This album is beautifully produced, and yeah. I mean, speaking of Malib, I would have would have loved to hear Jayquan on one of his beats, but we got damn close to it by hearing him on these Kanye beats and these Tupac mm-hmm. beats and stuff like that, which is which is awesome. So. Yeah, and you can really hear that. Like, you can hear like the rap tree. You can see the rap tree of you know influence and oh totally like kanye bringing up cole and and then they have the song with pusha and big sean and all their branches and who they've inspired and right really right and then you hear you hear like you know you hear jid who obviously you hear the andre 3000 and the the southern influence but also the you know he he's obviously kind of been mentored by j cole so it just it's you know it's ongoing and then you know obviously there'll be rappers who come up one day that are inspired by JID. It's just it's it's cool. Yeah, no, it's it's really cool. And um I, I would recommend I would recommend at least like half of this album. Yeah, guess, there's like, there's some there's some like kind of there's some bad I mean I'll be I'll be honest, I'm like in the morning, for example, that song is trash. Uh yeah. I hate that song. No. But um, I think like like if, but, I guess like what actually this album is really good to pick out a top three. Yeah, I, I love to hear it as too. well. And so like that top three will fill up like 15 minutes of your time. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah. What so, what do you have your, your top three? I got my yeah I got my top three. So yeah, I think I'll do the uh, too deep for the intro. I guess like not in a particular order. So I'll do yeah too sure. deep for the intro because I love the Erica Badu. I love it too. Um, I really like. Mm. it's kind of tough to pick three i mean I'll, I'll say i'll say the bonus track looking for trouble was really fun to listen to yeah i recommend that it's probably could be in mine too yeah and then <sighs> i don't know maybe vilmatic or yeah i i i i think you just i think you just nailed my exact top three okay. so i might try to hide my my next like two or three after that but i'm right there with you on 2d for the intro you have the don't you know sample which is just it's a classic it's song awesome. great sample it's, it's, for it's j. just cole. awesome perfect for j cole um and then vilmatic is i mean i'll 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 save vilmatic i'll talk about uh looking for trouble first because i want to go into Vilmatic a little bit and then we can start wrapping it up but uh looking for trouble i love it's cool to hear cole especially at at this point in his career get a chance to rap with these legends you know we mentioned Pusha t sai high big sean and and kanye and at the time i'd say kanye and Pusha were already pretty legendary so that's cool mm. and uh also uh he finishes off his verse with one of my favorite lyrics he's ever said in his career which is crazy how you're sleeping on the one that you've been dreaming about and I really just have always liked that yeah. Eric. But um, yeah, yeah. And then I I agree with you on on Vilmatic. This is really, I'd say probably too deep for the intro. Um, and Vilmatic, I I've I heard these somewhere, you know, YouTube. Uh, these are the songs that really got me interested in Friday Night Lights. And I mean, it's this Vilmatic is like incredible because it's hearing one of my favorite rappers rap over one of the best 
and most famous instrumentals of all time. And like, I just, I just think that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I think that that beat, I think Devil in a New Dress could probably elevate any talented rapper to, to new heights because that beat is just absolutely. I would, argue, I would argue that even listening to that, like Vilmatic and then listening to Devil in a New Dress, that Kanye's version sucks. Compared yeah. To I mean, it's easy to say that because for having a beat that good, you should be spitting like some crit, like you could go crazy, but yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I, w- I wouldn't say Devil in a New Dress sucks, but I think it's really refreshing to hear J. Cole rap on it. I'll right. Say that. I, I think that it's like it could have, there could have been way more done with that Kanye song, like someone, sure. yeah, it or you know, but I think also like it brings up the fact that like I would love to see J. Cole and on an, on a like Dilla beat or like a Soulquarians type like influence beat because he, he did have like a Erica Badu, like, yeah song but soul clearings yeah. is like the roots it's d'angelo it's common it's most deaf i think all of black star actually actually so most deaf and the other guy for i can uh, never see his name Talib, right Talib quelly quelly yeah quelly yeah. and so like i don't know just that like r&b heavy r&b influenced like dilla beat i love i, I could just eat that up like screw the yeah i know it'd be amazing i'd love to see j cole j dilla beat <laughs> You know, like I like, think, yeah, I love to see, I love to see every talented rapper on Dilla, Mad Lib. Yeah, because like, those guys are once in a generational like talent. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I'll I'll say this about about producer talent versus rapper talent, and this could just be me not having as good of an ear for beats as some people. Which is, I'll go on the record as saying, like, I don't know much about production. I I don't have that good of an ear for beats, but I will say, I think. A, a once in a lifetime rapper comes around more often than a once in a lifetime producer because like oh, you, no, you could right. you could no. rattle off probably like ten to fifteen or even twenty like legendary no. rappers you know like yeah. there's yeah but I feel but, like there's only a handful of producers that really like yeah. shut the game up and so. but the thing is is we're naming off producers that stand above even other legendary producers like Madison and Dilla stand above they're, they're the greatest. Yeah. Like I think like Kanye is an amazing producer, one of the best of all time. Metro Boomin's right. getting there. Like, you know, right. like those guys are huge. But like but we're Dilla, talking about like the, the, the Madeline, greatest, like, like those guys greatest. are like like alchemists, like those guys are like we can't fathom how good they are at and not they just, just have their so much jobs, music, but their adaptation, how they talk to people, how they meet with people and say, Hey, we're gonna do this, let's do they're they love what they do, they're true artists. We're like Kanye, yeah, he's got a good ear. And but listen, like I really think Dilla, Madlib, Alchemist, all the guys that you know you can view right. throughout history are just blow, you know, certain producers out of the water. Like you could not fathom their versatility there, like in that their meshability too. Would just there's a multiple aspects to that, you know. Yeah, and it's interesting also because I think it goes back to the fact of like producers being kind of the underappreciated people in the, the, in the rap industry like rap because there's there's like there's like great producers like legend even i'd say go to say legendary producers that i might not even have heard of you know what i mean like i don't you know or you look at somebody like say i don't know like someone like say like dj premier who is absolutely a legend yeah but uh it's like you you know even even malib and jay dillard are even above him so it's like i typically think about the greatest of the greats whereas someone who's just incredible like dj premier kind of make, make it swept under the rug by by like the titans of of producing that is just because i have i have a lesser knowledge of it so 
yeah. yeah. And and I guess like we can kind of bring it back to the tree aspect of rap where like, you know, right. everybody, it's like a coaching tree, you know, but yeah. where does it like, who gets the most inspiration from who? And you hear everybody talking about Dilla. Everybody. Yeah. Like everyone who's making rap beats right now. Drummers talking about Dilla. And yeah. dr- Dilla never touched a drum in his life. Like he was a drum machine guy. Right. You hear Questlove from the Roots, who the Roots are amazing. And like, I saw them live. They were fucking awesome. They did a they did a a, a Soul Quarians like medley. Yeah, crazy shit. Yeah, Black Thought's and insane. The, Speaking of once in a lifetime Thought, rappers, to, underrated rapper. Yeah, I mean, speaking like time. I said, speaking of once in a lifetime rap, like guys like that don't come around all the time. Have you heard his ninety seven or ninety seven? What was it? Um, he did uh, he did the uh, freestyle. Oh my god, that shit is oh. disgusting. It was oh yeah 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 on um Funk Flex yes yeah I have that is that shit is the craziest insane. freestyle the what ever he heard. talks about is fucking awesome yeah I don't know how you free like that's just built different to freestyle that but yeah and he's just like what I think it's like one thing to freestyle and say that like oh I got my boys over here and you know I got I got dope on me you More know like like, a, like a fun freestyle I got the still bag. impressive got... but to actually write a meaningful no. verse it's like yeah. It's just crazy, but like, yeah. Anyway, like, but back to the producing, like, like a lot of people, like Quest Love, the drummer of the Roots and big producer, and you know whatever. Like, right. he he got his drumming style from Jay Dilla. Jay Dilla never played the drums, which is crazy because yeah. Quest Love inspired a huge wave of R and B, like drummers and and producers. Right, like, like people would cite Quest Love as one of their influences. Right. And Questlove is citing Jay Dilla as his influence. It's like no, but here everybody's levels. like, oh, Dilla beats. Like even the fucking the the you know the Griselda guys all are like Dilla, 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 Dilla. Like they're right. all they all they talk about is Dilla in production, which is crazy because I don't think a lot. Like I feel like Griselda sound is Dilla sound. Like you think about it, the guys that produce for Griselda right. are all Dilla inspired. Like you, you know all right that because scene, he. I mean, I think everything. he laid the groundwork for a kind of the modern sampling and modern drum patterns yeah yeah incredible stuff and he's from shout out detroit he's from detroit was yeah, from detroit lived, rest in peace lived, yeah i think common there's a good story of of uh i'm a huge deal i i mean i'm sure you know like that's my one of my biggest favorite for sure you know, producers whatever and he there's a story of common uh like I forgot who was. someone went over to Dilla's house in Detroit and it's his mm-hmm. mom's house and he goes over there and he's like, okay, you know, don't, I got to meet with this weird ass kid, whatever. And he goes into the house. His mom lets him in the house and he sees common sleeping like on the couch. Yeah. So it turns out that common was sleeping in Dilla on Dilla's couch for like a whole summer, just making music. Wow. In, in, just in Detroit, like, and then you go in the basement of Dilla of Dilla's house. Yeah, his whole wall, all of the walls in the basement. There's pictures of it. The walls of the basement are covered in records, neatly organized and sorted out. That's and awesome. he has all of his beats, all of his sampling, everything. And he would go to the the record store on, I think, the east side of Detroit. I slipping me now, but it's an iconic record store. Yeah, right. Tip would go there routinely, like all this kind of stuff, like in. He would just buy all these records and sit and sample them all day. And even when he was dying of sick of um, he uh, had um, 
Was it um I got I can't remember. Sickle cell, I think. I was I was gonna say that, but I don't want to be wrong. Was it sickle cell like anemia or something? Yeah, I think it was sickle cell. He made beats until he died. Like into that, like he made so many beats. We will never hear the end of his beats, his genuine yeah. beats. Like it's so amazing to me the the sampling uh before the like internet age like they like just sit no there limits. and listen to records all day and find a sound that you like well and there was no not as much limits you didn't have to clear it you could just do it and also true worry about it after when someone wanted money you give them money there was no lawsuits it was just like hey give me money right. give me how much money give me two percent or five percent of your how much you've made or right. you don't get to release it or stop printing it or it was more simple it was you know you just stop printing the record if they want their money yeah, those those guys who are the goats, the legends that we're talking about, like their drive is on a different level. Like even you know, I know you were saying dude. that. I, obviously, Kanye doesn't sit on the same level as as Dilla for you, but like I I think about the Kanye lyric from Spaceship where he says, "Whatever you can't be, blah blah blah," until you lock yourself in a room making three beats a day for five summers or something like that. Like damn, like that's dedication. Yeah, I mean, you know. It's just it's like, just the, the dedication is on a different level. I think I respect the early aspects of Kanye, his grind and in what he's built too. But like I think that it just that Dilla stands above all. Oh sure, yeah, no, that's I I didn't I that's neither here nor there. I was just yeah. saying the, the dedication of these guys is yeah. not another is, is you know I could I you know I could dream of that dedication to your craft, you know, right. Yeah. Anyways, um, oh, that was, that was a, a good discussion. Ball. Yeah, it was a good. That was, that was a good discussion. Um, as far as Friday Night Lights goes, uh, it's a long, slightly unpolished mixtape, but overall, it's a good kind of window into J Cole's beginnings and his. It really is uh, mostly quality music. Uh, I would say we talked about too deep for the intro. I would definitely recommend back to the topic. Freestyle is a great song. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vilmatic, which is over the devil in a new dress beat, which sparked this conversation, is just an incredible song over in an otherworldly like beat. Um, I I like the song Higher a lot. I think it's super catchy. I, I just love the chorus on that track. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Two Face and the Autograph, uh, pretty good songs as well. Premeditated Murder, um, and finally Looking for Trouble. I'd say if you're a J. Cole fan and you haven't heard those, they're definitely essential parts of his early discography and i would highly recommend checking them out mm. and if you are a big j cole fan like like us or like me especially uh get into his mixtape discography because he has a bunch of mixtapes and i haven't even heard them all yet but uh they're they're old and they're raw and they're corny at times but um he was you know he was finding his way and it's if you really love an artist it's cool to hear them find their way so yeah yeah i agree yeah, but uh, I think that's about all we have to say for our, our first album of the day. Mm -hmm. um, you can go ahead and, and introduce where we're going next if you want. Yeah, for sure. So this album that I gave Rosario this week is called Live on Two Legs by Pearl Jam. It is a, uh, a live album put out by Pearl Jam in 1998. Um, and it's uh, a, a bunch of recordings from their 1998 American tour. And... Um, uh, it was my first live record that I ever listened to, and it was I think it was my first ever physical CD or record or anything like that. Oh, cool. And so it's a little next to – I think it's a close tie between this on physical and um, 
blood sugar sex magic by red hot cool. cool. so those two were kind of given to me on cd at the same time mine so was from under the cork tree oh it's a good I, that's, that's a good first, one that's the first cd i ever it was a gift also yeah yeah so yeah that was like my it was like my parents cds and they were like going through cds and they're like hey do you want to listen to this and like i remember we like found the live on two legs cd and my dad would put it in his old yeah. album and we would like listen to it driving around getting that'd be dinner. so be so good for that yeah and um and one day he was like i think he was like hey you know one day you're gonna have a car for your own you know take this cd it's yours now like i don't need it you know you listen to i listen to it only when i'm with you like i'll put in my eminem cd like recovery or some shit like relapse sure. or some weird yeah. eminem album no offense dad if you're listening but um he was like, yeah, but, maybe maybe offensive it's relapse just for the record right but like Anyways. the um live on two legs out al- album just blows these those albums uh, the albums out of the water like and this this album is always on my shuffle it's always recommended to people like what are like if someone's like what albums do you recommend it's this album i recommend um magic potion by black keys this album and um uh fuck dude i i just was thinking of it um it's the album by cream it's their first album oh, okay yeah we talked so about that before those are yeah. like three albums that i recommend um so it's kind of like he, he, he explains a lot of what i listen to like that rock or yeah. you know like heavier natural like more emotional stuff so it's kind of like um but this album is great and it it kind of compiles their first few albums in uh in like their best sounding music i think up to this point because 1998's before their music kind of goes down and i think a few songs off of their album yield i think it's called yeah are on this and um that's the, the last album that i really like um by them and so it, it has like a and it has some of the best ad libs that you could hear from a rock band before like i think one yeah. of my favorite ad libs off this album is track five elderly woman behind the counter in a small town where he's like eddie vetter the lead singer is like he's like this that was a new old song this is a new song or like and then no this this one was uh, the longest title in the the yeah longest title in the pro jam catalog i remember that it's very beatles-esque it's very like kind of like surreal when he's saying it you know yeah i i did enjoy um i did enjoy hearing the kind of as you said ad libs the kind of uh eddie vetter's interaction with the audience because i think that's obviously what makes live music live music is interacting with the artists so i love when they talk to the crowd and i i love hearing it on a live recording um so yeah i'll just i'll just say as far as like a general overview is i've obviously heard of pearl jam and i've heard their music because they're they are huge you know one of considered probably one of the biggest and most influential bands of the 90s um, so I mean, I've heard all their hits. Uh, I've never really dove into their music though, and I gotta say, I I, I honestly wish I might have. I honestly wish I would have heard some of these songs earlier because, like, I know they were huge in the '90s, but uh, I I never really listened to their music, and some of these songs are really awesome. And uh, I didn't, not sure, I wasn't sure what to expect, but I I enjoyed it a lot, and it's really impressive for a live album. Uh, I'll always respect, you know, a band or a rapper, you know, any artist that sounds just as good live as they do on recording you know i think yeah. this as far as sound quality goes they did a tremendous job performing and it's it's obviously super impressive to me that 
Eddie can keep up those like super emotional full fledged performances for the entire hour and then probably go do it for the entire tour, you know, every other yeah, night. So it's it's insane. What's interesting is that um these songs are actually not from the same show. Okay. So they're they're Compilation. from different shows across the tour. Oh yeah, that makes that makes sense. But still so, it was all one tour. I mean, all still amazing, you know, like fucking oh so beautiful. Like it's just his singing, like I think. Well, his 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 vocals are act actually insane. Like yeah, and I the don't bass like playing, the guitar playing is they're so way cool. better live, like way crisper, way cleaner. Yeah, um, you know, it yeah. just sounds so good. Like I can't listen to the the original versions of some of these songs because all I know is the live on two legs. Like it's just and it sounds cool. different. There are songs like that for me for for Blink. Um, yeah, for example, like you know the song "Aliens Exist." Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I the live version of that is on the greatest hits. And when I found that, like just something about it, I like 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 the crowd cheering in the back, just I like it way more than the, the oh, goosebumps. Version. It's like you're there. Like yeah, it's it's like, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um I guess like what's really cool too is that they ad lib a lot on this album, on the live album. And it's really cool because like songs like like Daughter and mm. um uh Oh fuck! Where was it? I just had it. Uh, Hail, hail, are like, like crazily like. I think Hail, hail is like one of the least like listened to songs off these off this album. But like, like the bass line at the beginning is nothing like the the studio recording. But it's oh just really better way. Yeah. So I guess a disclaimer for me is I haven't heard most of the studio versions for any of these, so I'm yeah. not gonna know the differences. But I will say that. Some of the guitar, I mean, I could infer a lot of some of the guitar and bass solos that I hear on here weren't on the studio versions, and it's awesome to hear them. I love that inclusion. So, yeah, like I think, but I think what's great is that you get a lot of emotion in these songs that you wouldn't get. Oh, totally. Well, I think, I think with Eddie's style of singing, uh, you're gonna get that emotion coming through either way, Mm -hmm. but he is really going all out on almost every song in these live recordings. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, massive respect to, to Pearl Jam and to Eddie Vedder. Like, they're great live performers from based off this recording. Yeah. Would have been, like, one of the sickest concerts to be at also because, like, every song is a hit also. Like, going down the track list, like, I, I was listening to it. I was – I'd say – I don't know if surprise is the word, but I, I'd say pleasantly surprised by, like, how good most of the songs were. Um yeah, like I, like I said, every song is like it's like hit after hit. So just being at a concert like that, you know, is is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think what's really cool on this album is like you get a lot of the old songs too, like the, the you know the stuff off of Ten, which isn't played as much anymore, which is like right. Black and um, Even Flow, which it's still like it's not that far off from that album. 10, 10 releasing that like they're not worn out of the playing the song you know it's seven years after the album yeah where like present day they're not going to be playing that stuff anymore oh, it's obviously. just different like it'll be like an encore song that's like they played a thousand times and i'm sure though they still put their heart into it it's just like this is still raw like like you play this like, is their prime basically yeah yeah, yeah and it's just great. Like even the the worst song on this album is still really uh, emotional and awesome, and I still play it for everybody. And I'm always like, "Oh, this album is so good." Yeah, it really is so good. Yeah, from from the beginning all the way to the end. Like I said, it's like, well, I think the 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 maybe good thing about being a compilation album or a live album 
is, I mean, they know this is not going to have any filler. You know, you don't go to a concert for filler, unless you're the Red Hot Chili Peppers. But um, for the most part, we'll uh, we'll get into that, I guess. For for the most part, uh, I mean, every song, like I've already said it, every song I hear is a a pit. It's a banger. You know, it's loud and fast. So this, again, is over an hour of music, but it's like, you know, you never want, you're you're never getting bored. It's like, it's like being at a concert. So that's why the compilation style album is cool. You know, exactly. it's the same thing for like a greatest hits album. I mean, people may, I don't know, people may laugh at the idea. I feel like a greatest hits album isn't really a thing that happens anymore because no one's buying physical CDs. Like you can make a playlist of, like you can have all the greatest hits yeah, there and for it's, you. It's your own opinion, which, you know. Right. But I'd say in the era of greatest hits, like I already mentioned Blink-182's greatest hits album, which I listened to as much as I listened to any individual Blink album because it it is the best songs kind of. Mm you know, in a track list. So yeah. And going back to the days where still not buying physical music, but before I had Apple music where I was buying albums on iTunes, I, I bought the Fall Out Boy greatest hits. I bought the Blink greatest hits because like, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good bargain to get all those great songs compiled together. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a good example of, of that where it's, you know, every song is obviously huge and loud and, you know, no filler really. It's it's just a great album to have fun to like. It's just a good rock yeah, totally. album. It's a good emotional album. It's a good everything because it's got all those greatest hits, like you're saying. So right, yeah. So I, I have a I have a couple favorites. Yeah. Um, um, I, I I really like the the second track right away, "Given to Fly." So when I heard "Given to Fly," I was like, yeah. So this album is going to be really good. Like I already yeah. knew right after that. Like it's a great song. Yes, it's awesome. And I mean, I know, you know, Eddie Vedder is known for his intense performance and his unique voice, which mm. of course makes uh makes it great and it sounds great in this version of it. And uh, you know, I mean he's clearly the star of the show for Pearl Jam. I mean, I know the guitar and the bass playing is oh, good as you mentioned. Awesome. Right, but, but the vocals from Eddie Vedder are just so impressive and 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 unique, and obviously that kind of elevates them to the to the next level in terms of the, the great like mm-hmm. you know the great bands. But yeah, and then um, daughter, which I've definitely heard this song a bunch. Um, this is one of their bigger songs, I I think. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, hearing it this most recent time was the first time that I really like kind of listen closely to it and and it, it definitely really stuck with me it's super infectious obviously the vocals are great so it makes it pleasing to listen to you know in the first half and then it takes a sort of turn in the second half which is more low-key and more focused on the the instrumentation and mm-hmm. while that's going on the lyrics kind of um the lyrics kind of transition to a more like narrative bait like it's a more storytelling type song and it, it ultimately makes for a really interesting song and story because yeah, I mean I don't I don't think the words beat switch are really used for, for rock music, but like I, you know, I'm a, I, like yeah, tra- yeah, I mean I'm I'm a rap fan, so I, I think of you know beat switch and there's kind of a there's a beat switch, so to say, in this yeah. track, and it totally switch shifts gears, which is really cool. Yeah. Um yeah, and then I mentioned uh, how I loved some of the live guitar playing was incredible. Some of the solos, I think one song that highlights that is uh, Red Mosquito. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so like, I wrote down that it's cinematic. So it's just, to me, that means that it just sounds huge and over the top and just awesome. And that guitar shredding in that song is so cool. I mean, I would I would love to see that live. I'm sure it's amazing. Yeah, yeah so those, those are my top three. 
Oh, that's awesome. Uh, fuck, dude. Uh, my top three have to be elderly woman behind the counter in a small town. Yeah, that narrowly missed mine. Is just insane. Uh, Go is awesome. Uh, do the evolution, and then four is hail hail. Sweet. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back. Um. Yeah, do it. That's a, it's a great yeah. album for everybody listening to is like it's a great album to just listen to. Like it's just a so it has such good replayability because there's not a bad song. Right. Yeah. So I'm 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 definitely you know I already added a couple songs to various playlists or whatever. I'm I'm definitely interested to go back because like yeah. and I also I guess am interested in in checking out their you know like their studio mm-hmm. studio versions of these songs. Maybe yeah. find a little bit more like deep cuts like, but. uh yeah, I guess I don't know. I, I guess I, I may have maybe have just underrated uh, Pearl Jam a little because you hear their songs on the radio. I, I don't know. I'll say this. I, I'd say everybody's parents listen to it. So it's yeah, like, like it's like, you know, you, you yeah. hear the songs on the radio. You're like, OK, this band has the radio hits or whatever. But it's like, you know, no, you can never the really tell if you can never really tell if they're a good band or not. I'm sure those songs may be great, but it's like it's like I like this is like what my stepdad listens to. But like, yeah, this album rocks hard. Like, yeah. It you know it it's definitely solid. And I think so. that's why I like this album over their actual studio albums because you hear the studio versions on the radio so much. Yeah, it's a little different. Like, so, I guess if I had to recommend another song by them that isn't like really play, it isn't like I yeah, guess more of like a deep cut. Yeah, so they have a single that's called "Last Kiss," okay, and I think it's a Buddy Holly cover or something like Bob Dylan. Maybe it's a cover, but. Last Kiss by Pearl Jam is really good. And it's just like one of those songs that you're like, you're like, oh, this, this is like great. Like it's, I mean, it's one of their most like stream songs now, okay. but it it's like a, not on an album. It's like a cover. So it's like, so like good. I don't know. Got it. Yeah. The original is by uh, Wayne Cochran. Oh, see, I don't know that one. Yeah. I can't say I've heard of that guy. I, that might, I don't know if I should be saying that. That might be like a very famous musician. I'm actually almost positive it is. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not a historian. I'm just a casual enjoyer, right? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, I I would recommend the, this as a as a way to get into Pearl Jam. I think for people, you yeah, know? that's more of a fun way, you know. Not like yeah, I think it is because sometimes I'll struggle with, you know, sometimes I'll struggle with maybe getting into new artists, just trying to like sift through their albums and sit through. You know, like typically I'll listen to maybe the most recent record or what people consider to be the best, but, you know, they're never going to be like perfect right off the rip. Very, very rarely do I think an album is nearly perfect off the rip. I mean, I have a couple mm-hmm. examples where I did, but, it, you know, it's rare. So listening to a, a, a compilation album like this or a live album is honestly, you know, a really cool, uh, cool introduction. And it, it mm-hmm. yeah, it makes me interested in the band that I was not really interested in before. So, yeah, pleasantly surprised, I'd say, and glad I had the chance to, to listen. Hell yeah, dude. Sweet. All right. Uh, uh, that about does it, sounds like. Yeah. What, I, what, what do you want to – do you got an album for me next week or, you know? Oh, I do. Yeah, I do. Um, I – so if you guys missed uh, episode 15, this will be a little bit of a spoiler. We had Riley's girlfriend, Abby, on the show, and me and her were just talking about, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff we enjoy. Uh, we we share a pretty similar taste, I think. Me and her yeah. and some stuff. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's, <laughs> it's oh, it's terrifying. 
Well, dude, I sat there. I feel like last episode I sat there and I didn't know what was going on. It was like, yeah, yeah. You, well, you're, you're going to know it's, we're going to get you kind of indoctrinated. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So indoctrinated. Well, yeah. Well, uh, we were talking just about, um, some stuff about the Phoebe Bridgers album and you like had no idea of some of the artists we were talking about. So mm-hmm. we got to get you tapped into that. So, uh, your album for next week is going to be, we're going back into the folk world. Uh, it's going to be, I'm wide awake. It's morning by bright eyes. Okay. Um, so yeah, Bright Eyes lead singer Connor O'Bearst, who we heard on the Phoebe Bridges. I didn't album. know that was him. Now you know, and uh, now you'll hear the album, and and uh, yeah, we'll talk about that next week. And I think you'll like it. I think it's a very, very typical folk album of its of its time. You know, it came out, I believe, in the mid two thousands, and it's it's yeah, you'll you'll see. It's really it's really good. Good. Um, now, okay, so I got I got a choice here. You want to do a, a rap or a blues rock? Ooh, okay. Cover I've, blues rock album. Cover. I've done a lot of blues rock in on this show. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, well, okay. I don't. I don't know. It, it's hard for me to say no to a rap album. I'll I'll say that okay. much. Um, hmm. is it a rap album I've heard, or will it be new to me? Do you think? It'll, It'll probably, probably be, new to me. Probably, but it's something not familiar, but it's just a different. So it's it's a tribe. Okay. Album, a tribe oh album. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in, I'm in, I'm down for a tribe album. I gotta slow. I gotta slowly indoctrinate you into the greatness of Tribe Called Quest. But yeah, I'm thinking. Have you? What's your um Outcast? Um, like, have you listened to all the Outcast albums? Yeah, and I I love them. The only one I haven't listened to is that one where they like break off and do their each one do a side. What's that called? Speaker box love blow. Yeah, I haven't heard that one. So I mean, if you if you're passionate about that one, then no, nah, it's my it's not as good. Okay. I think it's most people's uh, least favorite. I I believe other than that, I've heard them all, and mm. yeah, yeah. Just give me a second because I want to give you. Yeah, no, you're good. Maybe do low end theory, but I just I don't I don't feel good about low end theory to talk about on the pod. So, you know what, Riley? If you if you really want to talk outcast. I forgot they have like a really early album before ATL. Oh, so, oh, uh, oh, uh, no. Southern, think... Southern playlistic Cadillac music. That yeah, I can't I'd, say I've heard. I'd rather do, um, I guess like, no, I, w- I won't do that one. Oh, I'm not even looking at my rap music. Fuck. I was listening to my, I was looking at my folk music. No wonder <laughs> I couldn't find any rap music. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down for for whatever you can give me. I mean, I'm 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 I love getting into new rap music. So, and I mean, you can give me something I've heard before. Yeah, that's not so. Yeah. Actually, like, I'm gonna take a second. Like, I thought I had an album, but I'm gonna actually look to make sure I don't have anything else. So, like, talk about what music you're listening to, or like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Let me talk about what music I've been listening to. So, um, let's see here. I I listened to um. A new album this week, a 2023 album this week. I, you know, I feel like there hasn't been that many 2023 drops. I listened yeah, to, I listened to know. Little Yachty, uh, Paramore, and then most recently I listened to Caroline Polachek's new album, which is Desire. I want to turn to turn into you. Hmm. Um, I I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a fan of her work, but I've I've kind of admired it. Um, this album is getting a lot of buzz. I think Fantano rated it highly. Mm. So I did give it a listen. I'm going to want to re-listen to it because I'm not really sure how I feel about it yet. Um, 
but it's definitely i mean if i you i think you got to be in the right mood for it but and i don't know if you would love it but um i i think it was pretty good and i'm i'm interested in it but um that's good yeah i, I want to re-listen to it though because i can't i'm not quite quite sure on it and i mentioned the paramore album i believe i talked about that on a previous episode of the podcast wasn't blown away by the by the paramore record i'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie a lot of people love it mm-hmm. i think it was pretty uh repetitive and i've never been the hugest paramore fan anyways but um i don't know um i listened to uh, speaking of the goat mad lib i listened to uh one of the quasimodo albums uh the most recent one which was 2013 so it's not exactly recent right. but um Yes or Whatever by Quasimodo, which is kind of Mad Lib's alter ego that actually raps. Mm. Um, beats were incredible, as expected. I just really can't get behind the Quasimodo voice, which you'd be familiar if you've heard Mad Villain, you know, the voice he does when yeah. he raps. Yeah. Super high-pitched, nasally. Almost sounds kind of like Eminem, like Slim Shady. Yeah. Um, I really hate it. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's like... Technically speaking, it's it's good, but I can't get into it with the voice, so that kind of ruined it for me. But yeah, other than that, I haven't been too busy since the last time you saw me. You know, um, yeah, it was very it was fairly recently. It's pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, I listened to uh, uh, "Man on the Moon" by Kid Cudi. But like, none of these are first listens, but they're just albums I love. I, I love "Man on the Moon" by Kid Cudi, so shout out that. Um, mm-hmm. I listened to "Kids" by Mac Miller. Uh, one more. I always listen to an album when I wake up in the morning. Yeah, you know, when I'm getting ready and walking to class. Yeah. So um kind of sets the vibe for the day. I listened to kids the other day. Mm. That that was pretty good. Um I listened to Nothing Happens by Wallows uh, as one of those morning albums the other day. Mm. Tremendous album. Love everything about it. Really need them to drop some new music because the most released yeah. single they dropped was pretty awesome. Oh, um, you know what I forgot to talk about last time we talked is um I finally finished the first Black Star album. Like I listened to every song on it, like all the way through. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's solid. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I have heard a, a like. I think I've heard a few of the songs, and I've heard their features, and I know, obviously, both of the members, especially Most Def, are pretty legendary. So I thought it was time that yeah, I, as tough. a rap fan, kind of listened to that to the Black Star album and. Yeah, it was it was great. Uh, I I thought uh, yeah, I see I see what the hype was for. I guess I thought you'd be interested in hearing about that since I know mm-hmm. you're a pretty big fan. Yeah, I love Blackstar. Blackstar is like my childhood. Like, I, yeah, it's awesome. Other than that, just you know, pretty right. pretty typical stuff. I've been really into Mavi still. Um, my most listened to song of the year so far is "My Good Ghosts" by Mavi, which is just an absolutely incredible song that came out in 2022. It's I don't know. It does something to me. So I've been listening to that like crazy. Uh, I've been listening to Phoebe Bridgers like crazy too, really, ever since we talked about it. Yeah. Ever since we talked about it, which was like four days ago, I just, I don't know. I've been thinking about it, been thinking about her. And yeah, I mean, her music's awesome, obviously. So yeah, it's kind of, kind of what I've been up to. So you can go ahead and do, do your rundown if you are ready. um, Fuck. I, you know what? I think if I don't find the album that I'm looking for, there's a really specific album that I'm looking for. Um, I might just give you. You can give me the blues rock album if you. I mean, no, I'm, no, I'm no. cool with whatever. Um, uh, dude, 
Uh, let's do. Let's do. Let's do. Okay, the Slum Village album, fantastic. Have you listened to that? No. Okay. I didn't Dilla, need to. Dilla, Slum Village, Detroit. You got Q-Tip, D'Angelo, Busta. You got Pete Rock on it. You got Common on it. it I mean, it's it's the Sweet. the songs, you know. Yeah, I've uh, actually that is on my personal list that I made in the summer of stuff I want to listen to. And yeah. when I was telling you about stuff I wanted to listen to, you said to save that one for the podcast. So here we yeah. are. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I'm uh, excited. Dude, it's a it's a great album. I haven't listened to it in a long, long time. So that's why I wanted to go back. Yeah. No, I love picking albums that I haven't listened to in forever for the pod because like it gives me a chance. Like Friday Night Lights, you know, like I like it a lot, but I don't casually listen to it often. So it gives me a chance to like revisit it. So yeah. yeah it gives me a break to like really get into uh rap a lot. Like I've been I've been dude, I've been really jamming out to some like like West Side Gun. Like I mean yeah. I, I know we always I go back to West Side Gun, but like really well he's like he's like our favorite i think he's like kind of the mascot of this podcast at this point yeah like i mean i mean think it's just that mf doom mf doom and him collab like on two strings is just so good and that beat is just kind of like bone curdling like you get like like, the that the the beeps i just cannot wait for for gun lib to come out which is the west side gun mad lib project is that coming out soon it's been hinted at. I mean, I think both members have kind of said stuff about it. And at towards the end of 2022, Westside Gun kind of went on a Twitter spree hmm. saying all kinds of crazy stuff. But he did say uh, he's dropping that record called uh, Michelle Records and yeah. he's dropping Gun Lib. And he said he's retiring soon after that. So. Westside Gun? Yeah, he said he's he said he's retiring from making music and focusing on curating and running the label, which that's awesome. It's fine. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I hate to see one of, if not my favorite rapper, retire from making music, but also what he's doing with Griselda. We've talked about it a ton, but what he's doing with those guys and curating their albums and signing them and, and kind of letting them come is like, it's like, would I rather have 10 more West Side Gun albums or 10 more artists that are as talented as West Side Gun? It's like, you know, yeah. I, I, I would love to see him grow the grow the label and curate albums at full time. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And I guess uh, on other stuff that I've been listening to, I've been listening to this band called Cadaver a lot. I think I heard it's of that. German. Uh, it's spelled a K K A D A V A R, and they're they're like a stoner metal band, but they're they're they sound like Cream, like so like you know like, are they like old school? No, they 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 were founded okay. in 2010. Okay. Um, the song. Uh, all of all our thoughts off of their self-titled album is I would really jam that song, and the album um, "Witness" by Benjamin Booker. Benjamin Booker, I might give you that album in the future, so don't. I actually, yeah, that was the album that I kind of wanted to give you this okay. week, but I decided, we save to, it. yeah, to save it for something a little. Sure. You know, uh, maybe a little you know keep it all switched up so we're not doing too like rock slow kind of stuff but um yeah sweet yeah that's what i've been listening to pretty basic pretty basic me stuff just kind of like yeah rock and well it's also been a quick turnaround since we last talked so yeah you know it's uh 
this weekend kicked my ass for no reason. I didn't even do shit. And it was yeah. just like busy. Like I just stayed busy and it was just like Yeah, oh, I feel you. I'm I'm pretty busy this week myself. And I still I still, you know, you know me, I had to carve out some time today in my busy week to go snowboarding and now my my legs are yelling at yeah, me. So trashed. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty tired recording this. So hopefully I wasn't slurring my words or anything. No, you're fine, dude. You're doing great. No, I, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad we got this done though. Um, yeah, this is good. Hey, listen, we gotta stay on the grind. We can't we can't slack off for our fans, our our hundreds and thousands of fans. Yeah, no, I mean you gotta grow the brand. You know, classic mix up to the, the brand, brand, obviously. So brand. I'm trying to do some some social media managing, aka tweeting. Yeah, so. I just I don't not on Twitter. I feel no, sorry. you're good. I mean, you're good. I I. I tweet all the time on my personal, so I'm kind of just trying to use the podcast count a little more and try to get a little engagement. So yeah. if you're watching this and you don't follow us on Twitter, you can go ahead and uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, if you're watching the YouTube video, the ticker is right there telling you where to yeah. follow. Classic or if you're listening Spotify. listening on Spotify or whatever, you can go in the description. I, I link the Twitter in the description. I also link the music we talked about today in the description, so I'll do that if you want to listen along with us. yeah. Um, as far as Friday Night Lights goes, considering it's not on streaming services, I – don't not exactly sure what to do for you. Services don't don't yeah, do uh, shit. You can DM the podcast on Twitter though, and I I'd gladly direct you to the yes. place where you can get the files. Oh, um, link link like Reddit or whatever. Like link. Yeah, I could put. I, I I'll fi- yeah I'll find the website link and yeah I'll I'll try to figure something out for that. But yeah, um, I think that pretty much wraps it up for us here on episode mm-hmm. sixteen. Uh, if you listen this far in, thank you. We appreciate it. If you listen week in mm-hmm. and week out, we appreciate it. I know there's a, I know there's a couple of you, so that's yeah. means a lot to I us. Know, and, I know uh, yeah. that listen. Thanks to everybody that listens or like you know maybe not catches every episode, but you know catches ones that they can or come. We make it every week, so those yeah right. Know, you know it's okay. We'll always be here. Don't for you know don't worry that's about that's true. Why. Yeah, and if you know someone you think may be interested in any of the artists we talked about, like yeah. You know, I forget that I do a podcast half the time because I'll be like, oh, man, I got to go. I got to do my podcast. And people are like, you do a podcast. The exact same thing happens to me. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, yeah I'd, I say, I'd say probably nine out of the ten people who who say who I end up finding out I have a podcast. They don't really care about music or at least would want to listen to two dudes talk about it. But uh, some people think it's cool. Some people don't really get it. Yeah. Yeah, people that are like, oh, they look it up, and I'm like, oh, do they save it? Like, I have a couple friends that do. Yeah, I mean, it's it's at least semi professional. Like, we have a logo at least in a YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, I mean, and then we like keep we stay pretty professional on here. We're not being idiots or anything like that. We keep our, you know, we have perfect. Yeah, no, I mean, we're here to talk music, and 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 we do so. So yeah, anyway, I I mean, with with that said, I I hope you enjoy. I hope you share with your friends yeah. and and all that. Um, I agree. That's pretty much all I got for this week, though. So. Yeah. Uh, any wise words, I guess, is that where it leaves me? Uh, so yeah, if you want to do a little, uh, you know, you do your little speech. Yeah. So everybody just kind of stay happy and healthy out there. Um, give everybody, you know, as you know, a sympathy. Uh, I would say like, you know, give, give, you know, just look at like, I would say like, look at the sky and be like, oh, look at how pretty it is. If you got blue skies where you're at, you know, even if yeah. it's like all it day, blue skies. Just be like, man, this 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 world's beautiful. You know, like like I go to school in Detroit, and it's like, oh, you're you're in a city. You know, in Detroit, it's like rough in some parts. So you're like, oh shit, it's Detroit. But then like, just sometimes when I'm walking, and uh, you you know, the buildings get caught by the light in a certain way where they shimmer, and it's mm-hmm. just like so like it's so surreal. You feel like I feel like the world is bigger than me. You know, it's like I'm small. 
and it's this way of like it's not scary it's more like insightful of like oh i'm just a moving cog in this wheel of life so i guess that kind of brings me peace that like okay you know because our world is so connected through media and everything everything bad or everything stressful is out there right at your fingertips so a lot of people are stressed for reasons that they cannot control and they need to just slow down a little bit so i'd say just like slow down like delete your apps you know Go read a book and you'll realize that the world is a lot slower than you really think because we kind of use time as this stressor. Um, and that's really what everything revolves around. So if you just kind of take that aspect out of like things that affect your time or your impending doom or something like you'll maybe like ignorance bliss is bliss in most instances and fucking social media is all for clicks. So just don't, Stress. I sometimes social media stresses me out for no reason. It'll be the stupidest shit. I'm like, this doesn't affect me at all. I agree. I sometimes, me? sometimes I I may read a tweet that will make me mad in real life, and then I think, you know, whatever yeah. this tweet is about doesn't is not going to matter in a week or even a day. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, yeah, those were the wise words from Riley. So. uh yeah, that's about that's about all all we have. So uh, thank you for watching, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.